what you want, when you want it, where you want it. This is The Mesh. Gentlemen, welcome back to Volume 7, Episode 1 of the Fantasy Formula, the number one podcast streaming through your headphones from Road Hiss to Riverdale, from Lincolnton to Lancaster, from Charleston to Chattanooga, and from Greensboro to Greenland. We are back, Season 7. Yes, that's right, Season 7 of the Fantasy Formula. Mr. Hank Eimer sitting across from me today. It's so good to see you. Hey, hey. Good to see you there, Chad. Good to see you, Chad. Glad to be back, ready to be back in this uh, studio. Yes, sir. The time is upon us, and we come back to the studio. It looks the same. Keurig in the corner. Jaws poster on the wall. Three little lights just illuminating the whole building, but it does smell a little bit different this year, Hank. It does. What does it smell like, Hank? Kind of like success. Smells like success, Hank. So let's talk about success. Let's talk. Last year... Good year for both of us. It's, sure, we, we made the playoffs in all of our leagues. Go ahead and tell me, tell us how you finished the year last year. Well, you know, it was a uh, it was up and down year. You know, you, we we kind of went on some runs. I think both of us did. We had a couple losses, a couple big wins. Um, main goal, first off, is you want to make the playoffs. Sure. You, you just want to make the playoffs, and um, I was able to achieve that goal. It, it, it gets me back to where I needed to be. I had two years where I wasn't in it. You know, I've won two championships. I've been there before. I mean, I don't want to point that out, but I'm a two-time champion, for goodness sake. Making the playoffs should not be the goal for the year. But I had a little slide there. I had two years where I didn't make the playoffs, and I wasn't happy. Sure. Okay, In our league, we have a little bit of a division. We've got winners. And then we have losers. Yes, lots of losers. Lots of losers, okay? And it's making it quite apparent that the winners not only are winning championships, they're winning multiple championships, okay? And these other cats can't even make the playoffs. Playoffs. Yeah, I completely agree, Hank. It's uh, But we make it really special. So the people that do win the championships are awarded by coming into the ring of circle. Oh. Uh, the circle of... No, what is it? The ring. The ring of champions. Ring of champions. So we form a circle, and every all the winners come together, and we shake hands and greet each other like champions do. The only way champions. Yes. And then we look out into the crowd and see the the losers, the group <laughs> of losers sitting out that are not part of the circle, and that's what they're trying to achieve. Yep. They want to come into this championship circle. They got to um, come better than they are, though. And I remember last year. I think we turned our back to them. We did. That's right. We didn't even acknowledge. We don't even them. acknowledge. We're in our own party. Exactly. It's a good party to be at, Hank. <laughs> I was in three leagues last year, and I made the playoffs in all three. I actually went to the championship game in our mm-hmm. in our league. And Ran into a buzzsaw. Woo, got beat by a better team. And it happens sometimes, some years, you're going to have a good team. But there's one team that stands out of, among the rest. And last year it was our friend CJ's team. A three-time champion. First three-time champion in our league. Congratulations, CJ. Uh, other two leagues – Solid turnout, made the semifinals, no championships this year. But next year, the fantasy formula will bring home a championship. That's guaranteed. Guaranteed. Yes. Oh, on a sadder note, if we can digress just oh, to here for a minute. I hate sadder so notes. So the founder 
OG, if you will, of the fantasy formula, Addison Fox. Mm-hmm. You know Addison. Oh, I love Addison. He was the gentleman that actually kind of got this podcast rolling. Mm-hmm. It was with his wit and wisdom. Wisdom? <laughs> no, actually, I don't even know how it came about, but he asked me to join him with a podcast seven years ago. And, you know, Addison and I always didn't see eye to eye when we were in the studio, but it made for some really good content. Sure. Because he was a complete idiot when it came to fantasy football, and everybody knows that, right? Everyone knows that. Don't limit it to fantasy football. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe life in general. But I love this guy. He's an adorable loser. And (laughs) I wanted you to know that he actually pulled himself out of our fantasy football league this year. So he was an OG in our league. I think our other league was going 12 years strong, and he decided to Pull back from fantasy football. It's just going to take a year hiatus, you know. To, clear his mind. To clear his mind because he hasn't made the playoffs in eight years. Oh, I my think he gosh. Needs to sit back, look around, figure out what the hell is going on, and come back fresh next year. Hey, I understand. Sometimes people do that. I've seen, I've heard of people doing it with social media. You know, I don't, I don't, I'm not on the Facebook, they, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. That everybody else is on, but I've heard people having to take a little bit of time away from that to gather themselves and come back in. And I can see where if you don't make the playoffs in eight years, sure. you would have to gather. I, I'm just glad he's he's doing okay mentally. Yes, absolutely. You know? I, I mean, I, he's hopefully he'll come back. Yeah. Is I, he coming I, back? He said he just needed a little time to breathe. Kind of like. Did so, you feel his spot though? His spot is taken. So we have a waiting list for this league, and Mr. Jeff Osborne. You know, Mr. Jeff. Oh, yeah. Yes. Jeff. Congratulations, Jeff. He is now the member of the Jay Get Off the Mic 2017 League. So he'll be a great, great addition to the league. Addison, we will miss you. Uh, But he'll be back next year. So I just wanted all the Fantasy Formula listeners to know it started with Addison. And, you know, this is where we are now. Okay. Things change. Things change. Life changes. Life changes. But we miss you, Addison. We miss you. So, Hank. We talked a little bit about how we finished last year. Now mm-hmm. let's talk about – I haven't seen you in about six months in the studio. I've seen you personally, you know, on the streets of Hickory, North Carolina. Mm-hmm. Ping-pong know, matches. Ping-pong matches, bars occasionally. You know, we'll play a little golf. Sure. But what have you really been doing the last six months since we last left the studio? Well, you know, I'll just break it into kind of three groups here. You know, obviously I sell real estate. Mm-hmm. Spring and summer seems to be our time. So – Vacation? Mm, not really. Doesn't yeah. happen in spring and summer in my household. So we're spending a lot of time in Catawba County, which sure. is great because Catawba County in western North Carolina is beautiful. Wonderful. We've done a lot of hiking, on the lake, stuff like that. Um, been a lot of family time, a lot of family time, which is good. Um, a lot of baseball. You know, I'm a big baseball fan, love baseball, um, huge fan. And uh, my little boy, who loves baseball, uh, he had his his – this baseball season started, and yeah. I coach it. So um, we played, you know, uh, our second year of coach pitch. I'm obviously the pitcher. Big time. Yes. Big ERA. That's what you're hoping for. Big ERA. <laughs> yes. Limit is five per inning. Last year, we were the young club. We got kind of beat up on, which is understandable mm-hmm. when you're young. But we came back this year, the old guys. Right. Right? So we veterans. We came back ready to pound people. Okay. And uh, we didn't disappoint. I got to tell you, my team was strong. From top to bottom, we were pretty strong. We got some new guys on the the team, the six-year-olds. They came to play. Mm -hmm. Our buddy Josh Elder, his boy, came out hitting the ball pretty well. He's going to be a good addition for the next few years for us. But um, we had a controversy. 
in the final game. What, what, what? Yep, yep. Mm, tell me about this. Six, seven, eight-year-old baseball. Let me tell you a little bit about what happened. So we go 9-0 and for the year. Wow, solid season. 9-0. and We beat this team called the Braves, who has a solid team. We beat them about the fourth, fifth game of the year. A really close game, battle. We play them the last game of the season. They beat us. So now we're both 9-1 and one with a loss to either team. Mm-hmm. We go to another game, playoff game, to see who's going to be number one for the tournament. They beat us. Okay, so they go into the tournament seated number one. Sure, they've got the momentum right now. They do have the momentum. Yes. Obviously, we're going to see each other again in the finals. So a couple days later, us versus the Braves in the finals. Okay, we come in prepared. I think those losses were the best thing for us. Okay, yes, gave us a little chip on our shoulder. Exactly. So we go into those games. My arm's feeling pretty good. Okay, <laughs> feeling pretty good. I like what I've I've done to this point. I know my strike zone. Know my players. Sometimes you got to throw it at them. Right. You know, something. <laughs> let them inside. Throw it a little inside. Let them turn. Sure. Let them defend themselves. <laughs> so, um, so we go into this game. I'm excited. You know, all our coaches, our kids are excited. It's a great game. Okay, we go up five runs early. We go back and forth. Now, the coach for the other team, who I love, went to high school with him. He's super competitive. Um, him and the the uh, umpire have a little bit of a, a discussion throughout the game on calls and stuff like that. A little back and forth, you know. Which happens. No kicking dirt or anything. We're just talking just a little conversation. Just conversation. Yeah, gotcha. So we uh, go back and forth, go back and forth, go back and forth. So we are the visitor, so we hit first, okay? Last inning, you can score as many as you want, mm-hmm. okay? You're not limited to the five runs. We're down 11 to 15 going into the fifth inning. My boys have to score four, Right. We're starting with the top of my lineup, so I like where we're at. We score six. Okay, so now we're up seventeen five. Giving the ball back, getting out back on the field, giving a huge pep talk, boys. We got to play some defense. Let's do it. Let's finish this. Let's finish it. Next two kids up, the bottom of their order, and then they go to the top. We get a first guy grounds out to our pitcher, makes a play, gets the out. Next kid strikes out. Next two kids get hits. Okay, so now we have second and third, two outs, the three hitter up. Mm-hmm. Okay, so my little boy is that pitcher, right? And this kid hits just a missile to the pitcher who Harris gets in front of it, knocks it down, makes the play. It was great for him. He was excited he got to make the last play. But it was a bang-bang play, right? Sure. But he got the kid out. Well, we say our congratulations to the other teams. And I noticed there's some words being thrown around. Mm-mm. There's words being thrown around. And there's words being thrown around by everybody, right? Um, there's coaches, there's umpires, there's parents, fans. fans. And um, I pull my kids, we go out in the outfield. But it got heated. It got heated. And it led me to realize how crazy sports at six, seven, eight year old, any event is. Right. Because it turned crazy <laughs> quick there. Yes. And I wanted to figure out what the problem was. Not with that game. I, actually, one of our coaches had to go kind of break up the situation, walk people to their car. Wow. I mean, you know, it's, it's Dude, craziness. Yeah, that seems a little nightmarish there. It's a crazy situation. Yeah. But I read that this age group, 6 through 11 or 6 through 12, that's where the parents are the craziest because all the kids are roughly the same size, roughly the same strength, 
you know, skill level, skill yeah, level. Right. And you know, you get a hit and the next kid doesn't get a hit. And you're like, my kids, Babe Ruth, right? Well, when they hit 12, 13, 14 and your kid doesn't grow and your kid's not fast, you can start to see it. You can right. be like, all right, reality starts to set. Yeah. In. Yes. Yeah. But now everybody's got Michael Jordan on their, mm-hmm. in their bloodline or what, you know, whatever it is. <laughs> right, exactly. And so it, it just opened my eyes to, and you know, I'm on the, the beginning of it. I've got many years of it left. Um, how crazy the whole scenario. And, and I'm not, and I, I even said this, I'm not blaming one individual. Mm-hmm. I, I think that it's that whole scenario just compounds on itself right. and it got crazy. Well, I thank you for sharing that story because in the end, it's for the kids. For you sure. Know? You just want the kids to have a good time and be together, experience a team sport, winning or losing together. You know, we're in this together. For sure. And sometimes it, parents and other stuff can get in the way of that. So it's good to stay focused on the right way. Right. Know? So anyway, thank you for sharing this. We're story. champions, and by the way. congratulations on the championship, too. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, well, Hank, uh, uh, this end over here, there's not been too much. Too many exciting things happened uh, at the East household either the last six months. Um, the only thing I can think of, because most people know me as kind of a city slicker. Sure. Okay? I dress pretty nicely. I speak rather eloquently. <laughs> and uh, I can dance a little bit. I do a lot of city slicker kind of stuff. Sure. Right? Yeah. So over the last month, I've been invited to go on a couple camping trips. And the word camping until this last month, hasn't really been in my vocabulary. However, I have two little girls that like to be outdoors. They like to fish. They like to kayak. They like to do all kinds of these things. Hunting, you know. Hunting? Not really hunting, but hunting for crawdads. Okay, sure. And they were like, Daddy, let's go on this trip. Yeah, let's do it. And so, of course, whatever they say, I want to do. So I bought a new tent, and I bought, like, some other big frying pans and all kinds of stuff you take camping. Because I'm not a camper. I don't know what to take. We load up, we go on our first camping trip, and I really fell in love with it. All right, this was a one-dayer, and we were out in West Jefferson, and I just remember coming out of the tent, the water was rushing through the creek beside me to the left, to the left, and then I look, Other left. Up, yes, I look up into the night sky, and there were so many stars. I'm not kidding you. There were more stars than blackness in the space. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. It just looked, it was just gorgeous. And so my girls and I, we sat there, we stared at it for half an hour. And so I was like, okay, if we get a chance to do this, we're going to do this again. So we pack up our stuff, come home on a Sunday. Well, three weeks later, we got invited to another camping trip for a whole weekend. Ooh. And now we're talking about in a place called Robbinsville, North Carolina, in a national park. So it's not really the kind of camping we did in the first trip where there was a little cabin literally 100 yards from us and, right. and Wi-Fi if we needed it. This is we're going out to the woods. So we do this trip last weekend. Fell in love with it even more. So I've thrown my city slicker clothes into the closet. Now, if you notice, I'm wearing this lumberjack shirt with the coonskin hat. Yep. So which do you like? Which one do you like better, the city slicker look or the mountaineer look? I think you can go with both. Like if you wore the coonskin hat with a three piece suit, <laughs> okay. maybe. I see you're working on a beard. Yes, but trying that out. Too. Trying that out too. Yeah, but we'll I, I don't know. I you, you might have to you might have to choose one way or the other. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for that. But anyway, I'm evo- that's the reason I bring this up. You can evolve in life. I'm 40 years old, and I am evolving every day, Hank. 
evolved. <laughs> you are. Every day something's happening yes. to you. I can tell you that. And that leads me into our next segment. We're talking about evolving now into fantasy football season. Oh, what a transition. We, what, can you believe Oh, someone needs to hire me to do this stuff for a profession. But we're talking about six months hiatus from fantasy, the sport mm-hmm. we love. Now we're evolving into the season. It is right upon us. We're literally three weeks from our draft. I actually have a draft this Friday, so I'm two days away oh from the draft. Oh, my gosh. So, Hank, what are the things that a fantasy football manager needs to know and to be ready for before the season even starts? We'll call it the off season, if you will. Okay. What do well, you think? So – I think it's important to know what you don't like about your league, right? Whether it's your scoring, whether it's your uh, the way you pick up players, your the order in which you do it, whether it's an auction or what it may be. I think you have to realize these are the things that I don't like. What about if it's it. an individual in your league that you really don't care for? What can you do about that, Hank? I. I'm not sure what he, I mean, you know, I'm sure you can band together and kick that person out, but yeah. if it's our league, there'll be there'll be some repercussions. There'll be some fisticuffs. There will be fisticuffs. People love this to be in this league. That's exactly right. So, but that's why it's important at the end of your year, at the end of the year to pick a time that you're going to get together again in the summer to figure out what needs to be changed. What needs to be changed? Is it that our rookie keeper league stinks and we're no longer going to do it? Is it that kickers should get five points if they kick a 75-yarder? Is it, you know, what, what is it that would make the league any better right. or is dragging down your league? And uh, I think you got to focus on, all right, what do we want to change? Then you get the pleasure of having a meeting midsummer. To discuss these vital changes. Sure. Okay? Yes. Okay? So that's what I'm saying is I'm just trying to find us another way to get together, right. drink beer, and talk about football. Okay? Yes, so what you have to do, boys and girls, is grab hold of these things that you want to change and have a discussion. Sit yes. down. Sure. Call a meeting. Call a meeting. In our particular league, we call it the PUSS meeting which I don't really know what the first two stand for, but I know it's the summer sessions. Yeah. We just call it the puss. And so we plan the puss way in advance. So we know it's going to be in June. Mm-hmm. And, you know, at our meeting where p- rules are talked about, changes are discussed, but more importantly, draft order and divisions are drawn for. Right. And how exciting is that? Oh, I, it's I mean, the best. I mean, it's the second best to the draft. You're actually pulling your draft order to know months ahead of time where you will be drafting so that makes that night just a night to really look forward to absolutely almost like prom night it's like almost like prom night again hank i would have said christmas but (laughs) something's very similar so this year i'm drafting in the eight hole and i think you're drafting in the 11 hole okay so we both have some work to do there um following the puss meeting we also plan where our draft will be, and the extracurricular activities that will take place either prior to the draft, during, or after. So give us some idea of some of the things that you might want to do when you're planning for your draft. Right. Well, you know, we have a really good setup. I really love our draft. And the reason is, is that we get out there early. Okay, we do it on the weekend. We did it on Thursday nights forever, which I think is awful. Yeah. It's awful. 
next day for sure it's awful. Yeah, you can't you can't expect me to go into work like that. Impossible. Impossible. So we we've moved into the weekend, which is I think a solid a solid decision to make. But I think the thing is is you need to have enough activities around you, and and it depends on your group. We have a pretty active group. We like competitive games for sure. Yes. We like sporting events. Yes. We li- <laughs> we like physical activity. Yes. <laughs> so where we have ours is at a great lake cabin, right? Gives us access to the water. We swim. It gives us something to do for the few hours before we really get into it. So that's one of the things that you really need to focus on is it's hard to pull a five-hour draft party if all you're going to do is sit down and draft. It makes it very difficult. And that's why you have to get something. And it may happen for us because we are so competitive. We have a cornhole tournament. Cornhole tournament, it gets pretty heated. And I can tell you, if you don't get the right partner, you're screwed. You're pissed. You're pissed. You're pissed. But if you get a great partner, then it's on. So we have, not only do we have swimming, we have cornhole mm-hmm. we have our draft yes we have poker poker afterwards right so we have four events that someone's excited about yes but i think it's important to have those type of events whether it's darts whether it's uh bocce ball what, what whatever it is just have something ready to go yeah wiffle ball wiffle ball would be Goodness. wonderful yes that would be wonderful just some Something to get the competitive juices out prior to the draft. So once you you finish that competition, you're ready for the next. The next. Also, another really good thing to have, Hank, is have some good music going on. You know, <laughs> please, you know, let's have some good music that'll get you fired up. Sometimes it'll bring you real high, like if we're listening to Ice Cube or Snoop Dogg, or it can get you a little low, like Christopher Cross's Sailing. Takes you away. You know that one? Oh, Sometimes I know that one. I just want to get in a mellow mood right before the draft. So have a good mix of all kinds of music. Right. <clears throat> Another good thing, if you want to bring this to your draft, bring a karaoke machine and have a dude on the mic that can introduce the draft picks, you know, to keep the draft going. Right. Also, have a buzzer, two-minute time limit or one-minute time limit, so you can keep the draft going right on time, you know, because one of the favorite things to do in a draft is – Heckle someone who has missed their draft spot. Oh, you know, that's nothing better. Is that not one of your favorite things of the draft? It's there's nothing better. And you know, the other thing is, is have consequences for goodness sakes. Certainly. Okay. Somebody comes in, throws somebody that should be drafted in the sixth round. They want to do it in the first or second. Oh my gosh. You should be reprimanded for that. And it should be with strong alcohol. (laughs) Absolutely. Or maybe a beer can to the side of your head, too. I don't know if you recall several years ago when Eddie George had already been retired for about seven years and he <laughs> went in our second round of our draft. <laughs> One of the more memorable bad draft picks right. of all time, yes. That could have hurt the rest of that gentleman's <laughs> draft because I think he had to take two shots of tequila for that one, for the retirement and the bad choice. <laughs> he should have drank the whole bottle for that pick. That's Goodness exactly gracious. right. Well, um, that kind of gives us mo- moving into the draft. Now, are there other there's no really well are there other rules regulations at the draft or after the draft where am i going with this <laughs> I, I don't well i think the thing that we need to really and we need to do a better job of this and i yes. will tell you is being responsible for your things okay <laughs> i think that that is a rule that every 
team member should be uh, making sure that they're accounting for what they brought. Flip-flops. Got them. Right? (laughs) Cooler. Got Got it. Yeti cup. Got it. Got it. Hat. Sunglasses. Uh, you know, the list can go on and on. Electronics, let's make sure that they make them indoors and are locked up tight. Yeah, let's don't throw them in a cooler full of, <laughs> full of ice. Full of ice water. Let's not do that. So when we wake up the next morning and we think, where did my iPad go? And it's in my cooler. I don't, I'm not surprised. So we need to make sure that you account for what you bring out there, whether you put it in your car, certainly, right? Mm-hmm. Whether you I would put it inside, whatever you do, just make sure that what you came with, you leave with. Certainly. And make sure you have your driving. This is serious. Make sure you have driving situation taken care of, whether it's Uber, friend, family member, whatever it is, because... That could ruin a really great evening. It certainly could. Sleeping on the dirt. Dirt nap. <laughs> dirt naps. <laughs> That's happened at a draft. You know, I mean, we, we're just telling you all, all of these things from experience. Yeah. These have happened to us. My, one of my favorites, Hank, if we can go back down memory lane, happened last year, actually. Same time that the iPad ended up in the cooler. Um, late night swimming happened after the draft. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, bathing suit came off. Just a towel. We just got a t- certain gentleman just in a towel. Cab comes about 2 o'clock in the morning. Gentleman goes into cab without shirt or bathing suit, towel only. So it's good to grab your bathing suit before you make the 12-mile cab ride back yes. home. You know, it's very yes. important. Important. Yeah. Towel in a cab, towel only, not good. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, guys, listen to us. We know these things. We've been there. Unfortunately, Unfortunately, we've blazed the trail. Yeah. So, Hank, thank you for getting the draft for our people to listen to what they need at the draft and what to be, what to expect. Now, let's let our listeners know what to expect from us moving forward with the fantasy formula. Sure. So, fortunately for you and I, we we get vacation next week. It's it's oh. well earned. You're going to the beach. I'm going to the beach. I want to spend some time with our family. Um, so, the fantasy formula will take a quick week hiatus next week but we're going to be back and better than ever tuesday if you don't can you give us that date sure. real quick hank um i would say it's the probably 15th august the 15th so we will begin to post fantasy formula every tuesday or we'll record every tuesday and it typically will post wednesday so guys stay tuned download it to your from your itunes go to the mesh um dot tv whatever you've got to do but Subscribe to the Fantasy Formula. We won't let you down. We have some really great, great things in store this year. Things maybe that we will stir it up a little bit, Hank. Right. No, I think we we have to. I think that it's, you know, we certainly have um, figured out what the Fantasy Formula will bring to our listening audience. Yes. And I think they want more. Yeah. I think I think we can do more. And so we're going to maybe make it uncomfortable. Yes. I don't know. That's the way it should be. Right. So we're going to give you what you want on the fantasy side of things, the football, who's hurt, who's not. We're going to talk about the new rookies that are coming in, you know, the Leonard Fournettes, the Christian McCaffreys. You know, we're going to give you that. We're going to talk to you about – where the old guys went, Adrian Peterson. Now he's a New Orleans Saints. He's not a he's not a Viking anymore. He's a Saint. So we're going to give you that stuff. But we're already also going to tell you what Maria Sharapova looks like 
in a dressing room. Oh. Yeah, we're going to give you these, these in, this inside stuff. Okay. Okay, yeah. So, guys, stay tuned. Fantasy Formula. We're so glad to be here in Season 7. Seven seasons of this. I'm glad to be part of it. Oh, I'm glad you're I'm, here. I'm glad to be part of it. And, and like you said, you know, with this week hiatus, we are right on the doorstep. A fantasy. Fo- I mean, most of these people are getting ready to go to their drafts in the next few weeks or have their drafts in the next few weeks. And you have to do more than buy the magazine that was published two months ago. Exactly. That's outdated. News. Outdated. Yes, we don't want that trash. We want the up-to-date new stuff. That's what we're going to bring you at the Fantasy Formula. Right. And before we leave our fine audience today, Hank, let's give them just a quick taste, okay? My draft is Friday. Just give me a, a, a quick blurb, and I'm going to hit it. Hit one, too. I'm drafting in the 11 hole. Same oh, spot my gosh. You. I cannot wait to see your draft. We'll, we'll talk about it, too, uh, when we come back. But in the 11th hole, would you rather, with knowing who were the first-round picks this year, would you rather be early, mid, and I say early, one to three, mid, four to nine, or late, 10 to 12, which at the turn, you know, you're going to get back-to-back pretty right. good picks. Where are you leaning this year? Mid. You like mid? Well, I think, you know, I think the the problem with the, the first three, your hands played for you. You know, I think that the Zeke and all those guys are going to go first. Right now, David Johnson, ADP one, Le'Veon Bell two, Ezekiel Elliott three. Right. You're going to get those three, um, which are all three great backs. Solid. But I do feel like that middle section – I feel the back half gets weak. You you start to stretch. You, then you then you got to start picking a receiver that you're kind of stretching out because Brown Antonio will be going by then. Yeah, we're talking about the from ten, eleven, twelve. We're talking about cats like Michael Thomas of the Saints. Who? What? That's where his ADP is. Michael Thomas. He's second year Saints wide receiver. They've got uh, Melvin Gordon going the end of round one. I've seen Lashawn McCoy going around ten. I've seen. Another receiver, T.Y. Hilton, going first pick around two. Can you trust these guys to draft them in round one? No. Because you know what we always say, that first round, you got to get somebody you can count on. Right. Yeah. Right. And, you know, for the couple years ago, people were taking a lot of quarterbacks in those first few rounds. The question is, do you pick a quarterback? But I think we're under the impression you can get good value in round eight seven or eight at the quarterback. You can get an Eli Manning or somebody like that that's sure. serviceable and can be able to play. But if you're only going to get somebody that's going to get you, you know, eight points, seven points a game out of the, that first-round draft pick, I mean, who? if you had your choice out of those four you just gave for your 11th pick, who would you pick? Well, I've done a couple mocks, and this mock drafts, and this is what I've done, Hank. So I've tried a couple different strategies. My best strategy so far is going – Running back, which is a Jordan Howard, a LaShawn McCoy, if he falls, a uh, Melvin Gordon, a Jay Ajayi. Oh, that, my I, gosh. Who is there running back-wise? And then following up with a wide receiver that's normally Michael Thomas. I'm trying to steer clear of T.Y. Hilton because of Andrew Luck. We don't know what's – and we'll get all into yeah, this later. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, he's hurt right now. So that's really turned out to be the best strategy. <sighs> I know it's, it's rough down there. I, give me about – Give me pick six. Yeah, six is a six. Six, six is a great pick. Yeah. And I'm with you though. At eleven, it's gonna be hard to make the playoffs at eleven. It will be. And so I've got to work. And you're at what? Eight? I'm at ele- I'm at eight in our league, eleven in my draft on yeah, Friday. So it's gonna be interesting to see what you do because I feel like if you're from one, one's gonna be good, but I think if you're from three to seven, 
you're in a good spot. Yeah. You're going to get a great first round pick and you're going to be able to get somebody pretty serviceable. Yep. And, and it'll be a number one receiver or still be a number one back or yep. somebody like that. I think that middle, that middle section is the place to be. Yeah. It'll be very interesting to see how it turns out. And guys, if you'll tune in two weeks from now on August the 15th, 15th, we will have the draft that I've uh, – getting ready to jump into on Friday live. We'll talk about it. We'll dissect it. We'll talk about, as we mentioned before, all the fantasy info that you want. And we'll talk about some other stuff too, like our beach trip, how many beers Hank drank on Saturday, you know, all that fun stuff. Fun. Good stuff. All right, so until two weeks from now, Hank. Yep. I look forward to seeing you, and I look forward to talking with you, the listener of the Fantasy Formula. <laughs> Farewell. Bye. Peace. You've been listening to The Mesh, an online media network of shows and programs ranging from business to arts, sports to entertainment, music to community. All programs are available on the website as well as through iTunes and YouTube. Check us out online at themesh.tv. Discover other network shows and give us feedback on what you just heard.